When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for February 27th, 2023. Two months until my 40th birthday. I'm one wow. of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes, 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the New York Times quoted at Tim Gettys. At Tim host. Wow. We, we have two months to get you on a 40 under 40 list. Yeah, we're running out. Of, yeah, we're running out of time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 40, we should just make dude. a list at this point. That's, if we just did the kind of funny top 10 40 under 40, maybe that's how we I like. Oh, kind of funny. 40 under 40. <laughs> I kind of love that. And the people on this. We could do literally. We could just do the best. Actually, uh, chat be cool and don't warn them ahead of time. We should do that because it would be all 10 of us except Nick, who's over 40. <laughs> what a great burn. Wait, that is. Fucking awesome. Have, I, I have, love that. Have Bless do it on the Blessing Show set and just be at number 10 and just go down all the way. That's great. Special that's honorable great. mention to Nick Scarpino, who's too old for this list. Th- that is, that's real good. I, I can't believe 40, Greg. Like, nope. this will, I'm sure, nope. be a topic for another time, but like that does something to me that sure. I'm, I'm scared of. Like, sure. that's, a, that's a big number for you. Like, I, I think of you still as 30. Sure, like, yeah. I, I knew you on your 30th birthday. Yeah, you When you did. guys did your big epic Nashville trip, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Been 10 years since then? Yeah. That yeah, doesn't yeah, add yeah. up. That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, well, that's how it happens, man. We should do something cool. We should. We should what? do something cool. I don't know. Pizza, wings, streaming. Yeah, that sounds cool. Video games? I'm down. Down all right, for all those things. How you been, Tim? I haven't seen you in a while. I've been real good. I haven't seen you in a while. It's yeah. been... A long time, man. There's a lot going on. You've been doing some really cool stuff. Yeah. Some not so cool stuff, but some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really excited about that. I had a great weekend. Finally beat Hi-Fi Rush. What a video game. Game just gets better and better as it goes on. The final couple of hours of that game are just perfect. Perfect. So damn good. Um, but I, I want to hear about Dice. You, you left me last week. Uh, you got to go host a bunch of cool stuff. You fucking crushed it. Congratulations to Greg Miller and Stella Chung. <laughs> Absolutely. And all the phenomenal. winners of Dice 2023. Of course. Of course. But you, you guys really killed it. The monologue was, was awesome. The energy seemed fantastic. What was it from your perspective? It was all that. Yeah. You know, the Dice Awards, of course, were last week. They were on Thursday. They were on IGN.com. You can go watch them on demand right now to see uh, me and Stella come out and rock uh, a monologue written by the one and only Mike Drucker and one of his friends. Uh, and then, yeah, we had a great shift throughout that. It was, I've been talking, you know, to people who've asked about it. I think it was. And this is not a knock against Jessica Chobot, who's my co-host for six dices before this. This was my seventh one. The energy in the room was way better than it's been before. You know, usually when we do the Dice Awards, the commentary is like, oh, man, the crowd's not into it. Oh, but, and it's like, no, no, they're into it, but they're, they're not mic'd for like a price is right. They're just there, but they're enjoying it and they're chuckling. This was like, as soon as we came out, there was like, rah, like this yeah. energy to it. So I think people were just the right amount of drunk Good. to really go out there and have some fun. Um. Yeah, including the, you. Yeah, you made yeah, some bad I, jokes. I did. I did. I mean, <laughs> the trombone champs didn't jokes didn't play as well. You, you we put them in there because mm-hmm. you know 
you want a you want a good stumble, you want a good fumble in there. Every Dice Awards has just like up at noon has one that just doesn't land, and you have to lean into it. Yeah. So yeah, I brought some liquor bottles in my pocket to you know uh, soften the blow of we didn't know what wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, and honestly, the original bit with the the alcohol in my pocket was that me and Stella had said backstage, whoever flubs the teleprompter first has to take a shot. But we we nailed it. Nobody flubbed the teleprompter, and so then when we had this moment of like, oh wow, this oh so that was impromptu. That yeah, was, yeah, this that's is totally Greg Miller acting on his feet, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we had an, uh, we had a whole section of trombone champ jokes that didn't land. Uh, so we had to make fun of that. And actually, I think trombone champ has to rep- uh, has responded. Isn't that correct, uh, Barrett? The champ himself. I think that, this is again still. We're, I'm sorry, we're still in the trombone champ section. Everybody, <laughs> just stick with us. I think they put. It, trombone champ, in the category family game of the year, because the more you play the game, the more confused your family gets. He tried. Is there a bartender in here? Because we need another one. The trombone champ was not the way to go. You did your best. Let's, I let's, tried. I yeah, tried. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were weak, but I didn't know you were this weak. Keep trombone champ's name out of your funny mouth. I think that like, I'm sorry, we're still in the we want to talk about the buy-in from Trombone Champ that that happened on Thursday and they had that edit over the weekend. They're like, we're going to put, if you're okay, they asked, of course, because they're nice. We did not ask if we're allowed to make fun of your game. <laughs> <laughs> they asked if they could make fun of us. And I was like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, put it up. And they're like, I will right, we'll put it up on Monday when people are watching. Wow. And it's like, I, you know, the Will Smith stuff, you're like, is it played out to it? That was really well done. They did. That, it. Was, that was really fantastic. well done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Man. So shout wow. out to Trompo and Jan for having fun with us. And everybody had fun there, yeah. It was a great time. Got to catch up with a bunch of people. Tim Schaefer, you know, inducted into the Hall of Fame. He oh. was there being Woo. a goon. Uh, there was these two um, uh, Dice scholars, and they were the ones who brought up the awards or whatever. At one point, I did an impromptu bit where I brought them out on stage, and one of them wanted to work at Riot, so I introduced them on stage to somebody at Riot. Love one of them that. wanted to meet Tim, so I made sure that they would so come cool. to the after party. So, so cool. Just a great time. Great time. That's great, man. Thank you Howdy. all for watching. If you watched, thanks for talking about it later. If you talked about it, uh, a lot of people were sending us uh, love on Twitter. That was great. And, of course, you can go watch the monologue on uh, IGN still. You can go catch it on the demand and all that stuff. But don't go anywhere because I want to talk to you about a bunch of Pokemon announcements, Assassin's Creed rumors, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show by writing in for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. All you need to do is open up the internet and say, what's the gaming news of the day? And then write in with your thoughts, questions, and opinions about it. I think you turned into Macho Man just a little Ooh, bit. Oh, yeah. What's Get the gaming news of the, the day? Yeah. <laughs> sweet to be sour. Assassin's Creed. Um, <laughs> of course, if you want to go that extra mile, you should go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. On patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you, of course, can get the show ad-free. You can get dozens of bonus episodes each and every month. And, of course, you you can usually get some cool merch. You can watch us record all the podcasts live as we record them, unless there's an embargo. Tim, we're doing a Gamescast today. Is there an embargo for it? Oh, there's an embargo, Greg. Wasn't sure if there was or not. So, sorry, no Gamescast today, but that is happening. There's more content that you fund on patreon.com slash kind of funny. At some point, it's going to come out. And sure. I think you're really going to like it. Be excited. Of course, you can watch us record Kind of Funny Games daily uh, live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later with ads, without dozens of episodes, not being able to watch the other cool stuff on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around 
the globe. You saw it go by as a little bug there, but don't forget, you can use the Epic Creator Code kind of funny when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or playing Fortnite, Rocket League, and so on on your Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. Housekeeping for you. Right after this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, there is a brand new episode of The Blessing Show premiering on youtube.com slash Games. Blessing will not say what it's about. He wants to take the world by surprise. It is a live event, a live premiere, youtube.com slash Games, 11 a.m. If you're listening to this later, watching later, of course, you can go to youtube.com slash Games and catch it there and support The Blessing Show, but not more than you supported The Avengers episode. No, of the support Blessing. it more than this. Have you seen this episode, Greg? Uh, I've seen it in its editing Faces. I haven't seen the it complete. It is fantastic. I cannot wait for all of you to see it. Please share this video with everybody. We more than normal. I know we ask for you to do a lot of things. Click here, subscribe here, comment here, whatever. Please share the blessing show that's about to come out at 11 a.m. We want to get this to as many people as possible. This is really showing off what blessing is capable of. Roger's capable of kind of funny is capable of. We really want to get the message out there to everybody because this is a really, really special episode. And it, there was a lot of hard work that went into it. More hard work than normal. Yeah. So want to celebrate If there was that. one episode to dethrone my episode of the blessing show as the most popular episode of the blessing show, it's this one. It's got to be this one. And then right there, uh, it's a me, BT, says Tim, quote, share it or the blessing show is canceled, end quote. You know, I can't confirm or deny that, but I can ask you to share this video. Share it or we cancel blessing. Don't worry so much about Jesus. the show, all right? What? I, I mean, if there's no skin in the game, if You're people right. aren't worried about it, mm-hmm. they don't have a horse in the race, mm-hmm. your views and retweets and quote tweets will decide blessing's job. Is that what you want to hear? It's done. We decided it. Canceled. Where yet, DiGiorno? <laughs> I don't know why I want them to retweet it. Uh, housekeeping continuing. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Uh, remember, of course, right now there's a brand new episode of The Last of Us Reactions. We watched the most recent episode, Left Behind, and talked all about it. You can watch that screencast or listen to that screencast on podcast services around the globe or YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny. Today we're brought to you by HelloFresh, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Number one. I like the I like the hi hat there at the end. That was nice. That was nice. That's the smoke. Oh, I don't. I don't miss the smoke. The smoke we overused, and God broke one of them and took them away, and I appreciate that. Number one on the Roper Report, there's a rumor, ladies and gentlemen, that three more Assassin's Creed games are reportedly already being worked on. Come on. This is Jose Garcia at Dual Shockers. In case there was any doubt that Ubisoft is looking to heavily rely on its most popular franchise moving forward, credible industry insider Tom Henderson is claiming via Insider Gaming that the publisher already has teams working on three more Assassin's Creed games on top of the previous six that have been confirmed up to late last year. Though the prior games mostly comprised mainline titles in the series, these three new ones will seemingly be more complementary offerings that provide varying styles of gameplay. They are described as follows. Project Raid will be a free-to-play four-player PvE experience that will feature previous assassins as playable characters. Project Nebula is simply described as having three different settings, India, the Aztec Empire, and the Mediterranean. Thirdly, Project Echoes, Echoes is another multiplayer offering that is using a form of cloud technology for development called Ubisoft Scholar. 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 Not scholar. 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 It's fair if you need some help catching up as the project names are getting a bit difficult to keep up with at this point. 
The franchise's next game is Assassin's Creed Mirage, which is set to launch sometime in 2023. As per Insider Gaming, Assassin's Creed Project Red is scheduled for 2024. It will have two playable characters and, quote, a strong focus on stealth. Ubisoft has confirmed that it's set to take place in feudal Japan. Assassin's Creed Project Invictus is reportedly set to land in 2025, and it is a multiplayer-focused take on the series. Project Hex is slated for 2026. It's being developed by Ubisoft Montreal. Project Jade is an open-world mobile game, and Project Nexus is allegedly the codename of the franchise's confirmed VR experience. Insider Gaming further claimed that the sequel to Project Nexus, which has yet to even be revealed, is, quote, already being discussed. That would bring the total number of Assassin's Creed titles that are in some form of development to 10. Oh, man. That's a lot, Greg. Does any of this excite you? as a huge Assassin's Creed fan of the more recent games. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's like, it's like one of those careful what you wish for kind of situations. Because throughout my many years of covering games, there's always been that conversation of, man, why aren't games talked about the same way Kevin Feige will come out and talk about the MCU phases and really give you all this stuff and get your way out and stuff. This, I don't want to say is a mountain out of a molehill situation, but it is this idea of like, oh, they got 10 games. This is I'm like, yeah, there's like, there, Ubisoft is huge. And as we've seen throughout this year of 2023 and the conversations we've had, right? You know, you've seen earnings drop. You've seen Yves Gilmon talk about, hey, it's on you, the employees, to turn this around. You've seen them get mad about that. You know what I mean? We'll be at E3 if there is an E3. There is this, all right, clearly they need, their, their plan is to turn around and double down on what works for them. And Assassin's Creed works for them, and they are known for that. And like, oh, I'm yeah, not. I'm don't get me wrong. Go. I'm letting you go. I'm not sitting here going like, clearly this is the right move. This is as many we need all these Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, yeah. But it is that idea of like, how far out are some of these ten games we're talking about? You know, the new ones we're getting at. Like, are we talking about? You know, when we're talking about, okay, cool. There's going to be Project Nebula, and it's going to be you know Project Echoes, and Project Echoes is using the class. Like, how many of these are actually going to ever see the light of day? Even like a lot of these yeah. could just be when you're talking about something as nebulous as. Uh, you know echoes that's a multiplayer offering that's using some sort of cloud technology it's like okay but is that really happening like what about uh assassin's creed infinity is that the the platform infinite Infinite? is that the platform we're talking about i was not even mentioned in all these code names and stuff like that like we're getting a glimpse to some degree behind the curtain and you know your question to me to get back on track you know does any of this do anything for me yeah when remember when they came out and announced the other assassin's creed we just talked about right we're talking about uh, Hex and Jade no no uh, Hex and Red like re- when they were like hey Assassin's Creed Red Hexy Hexy yeah. uh, Red is going to be the one that's set in Japan finally it's that one you've all wanted fuck yeah sign me up for that uh, even Mirage which it, we know a bit about but not everything about it was like oh it was going to be DLC for Valhalla got spread off into the own thing it's going to be a smaller experience like yeah fuck yeah like you know my, I thought Valhalla was way too big so the idea that here's an, a more you know, you're playing as the assassins from Valhalla, not uh, Eivor, right? Here, go ahead and play it. It'll be a more streamlined, this is what you're doing as the assassins. That sounds like fun. That sounds cool. An open world Japan to run around with and have that uh, Assassin's Creed RPG that I fell in love with with Odyssey. So many people fell in love with Origins. Some people loved in Valhalla. And like, I love the mechanics of it more than the, the overall package. Like, yeah, that, that gets me excited. Um, when you really start getting, like, how much can we get into being excited about? All right, this is well, this one's Project Raid, which is a free to play four player PVE. Like, 
those at, are really buzzwords to a degree. They're mm -hmm. also just genres and descriptors. But I think that's that's where I come in on this. Where sure, uh, they're buzzwords, but they're buzzwords in a direction that we're not excited about, right? Like this is a, a, a Ubisoft where if Ubisoft were where it was five years ago, even, and we're talking about these type of things that again are leaked. This isn't officially being talked about sure. for them, so it is a little uncool of us to like kind of like act as if these are official announcements and they're overdoing it whatever um but it, i just find it hard to be excited when they've really not proven themselves in a long time Les and i talk about uh this a lot you hear me talk about the xbox dominoes a lot i feel on the uh, there's a similar conversation with ubisoft of they need to define themselves we need to understand sure. what a ubisoft game means because that's lost all meaning like yep. that that meant so much before and so much good so much bad whatever but they set the trends of what modern games are to this day but they've lost themselves and there's a, a many reasons why that's the case but to be where they're at now it kind of just does it kind of feels like throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks and that everything is just getting homogenized to being assassin's creed like the amount of um different ip that ubisoft has that they're not tapping into that have seen success before and uh, we haven't seen iterations of in a, in a very long time. Their, their output is dwindling in terms of the breadth of the content, the UB arts of the world and sure. things like that. And it's kind of just been them chasing trends. Instead of defining what the trends are, it's them trying hyperscape. It's them trying these like roller champions, like these, not roller champions. Yes, roller champions. Um, uh, the, the biking game that me and Bless were really excited about, the Riders Republic. They like they try a bunch of things, but it just kind of feels like they're just like chasing and chasing and chasing 100%. without any firm identity. And this is like, all right, guess what? We do have an identity, and that identity is the same identity that everyone got sick of before, which is just let's try every single thing possible with Assassin's Creed. Now, the one thing that I'm like, all right, maybe this could work is Assassin's Creed, very similar to things like Mario or Zelda, have been around long enough and found success in multiple genres and in different forms where there can be different style experiences and it's not all the same they're not all the same assassin's creed we're talking about mirage being more akin to the um 360 One, two, era yeah, yeah, yeah. of assassin's creed and then we're going to get the jade which is probably going to be more similar to the big open rpgs that you love so much yeah. and then talking about the multiplayer side of things people loved the multiplayer back in the day yeah. i like the idea of them being their own projects as opposed to being shoehorned in because modern game design doesn't work that way we see things kind of being released as their own projects and with the idea of assassin's creed infinite being this overarching um ecosystem of assassin's creed there's potential that this all works out i just struggle to have faith in it like oh, I, I i look at this and i'm like you know this doesn't sound like you guys have things under control and how much of this happens how much doesn't that's game development i understand that but it's more just like i just feel like we're in a weird place that we need kind of a, a ubisoft like reboot almost and as the days go on it feels less and less likely that, that that's actually going to happen you nail it all there i think i think you right now from the outside, because we're not there, it does seem like a Ubisoft adrift. Where, again, I always go back to when Vivendi tried to do the hostile takeover, and that's when they really doubled down on what is a Ubisoft game, right? And they were, we're moving to this open world thing and the checklist games, that's where we're going to go, and that's what it's going to be, and you're going to see these things and some littler projects we do around that, and then have seen that those little projects not be as successful as they need or or want them to be in a very Square Enix fashion. Uh, then be like, well, people are still buying this, but you know, you you look at this list and remember, of course, 
when there was the annualized Assassin's Creed, and not, I'm not talking about the RPG ones, before that, right? And it was, we will keep making them annually until you stop buying them, and people stop buying them, and they changed course and did stuff with it. Now you do have a Ubisoft that all the headlines aren't, I, I, I was going to say, aren't, they're all negative, right? And uh, varying degrees of negative, but in terms of sales, what the uh, Gamal's telling the team, what's going on with this, you know, where the teams are, what games are being canceled, moved around, or whatever, stuff like that. That you get here, and yeah, like, so, okay, they're, it sounds like they're just turning inward, doubling down on Assassin's Creed, use some Far Cry, any, the, the big franchises there, and then, yeah, of course, doing licensed work where they have massive working on uh, Star Wars, you have uh, the Avatar game coming, what does that mean for Division, you know, Heartland is something we haven't heard about in forever, there's the mobile game oh, that they're oh. all going, Skull and Bones, don't even get me started on, right? Like, you have a Ubisoft that I don't think has a vision for what they are. And that, that's directly from what you're talking about, right? Yeah. And, I, and when they don't know what they are, I think that means that they're going to make decisions that won't put them on the path to being a successful company. Yep. And, you know, we, I think back to uh, even in their, their heyday of, of Ubisoft, like the E3 press conferences, E3 was a mainstay of those. And they would often have the longest show of the week. And it would be like two hours of a uh, big old just so, dance live so section. many projects. And like yeah. that was the thing is like that you be in a, in a different way than uh, a lot of the other showcases we would see around E3 time. Like they touched on so many different properties. Like Ubisoft was ahead of the game when it came to like, oh, and there's also a TV show and there's also a movie. And we're yep. also treating E3 as like Ubisoft brand overall. It's not just video games. And because of that, they focused on mobile games. They focused on the just dances then like the then the core games and all this other stuff. And the esports side of things. And with where they're at now, with all the games you were just talking about, like they are working on, or at least at some point were working on projects people are really excited about. Splinter Cell Remake being one of them, uh, the Prince Star Wars game people are really excited about, Prince of Persia. And like, yeah, obviously that's in a very bad place right now. But, but talking about from the at onset least of like, hey, the, we're like, remaking. I, that, I do want a Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake. I yeah. do want more Prince of Persia. But then adding on where that's at, adding on the fact that Splinter Cell Remake doesn't sound anywhere close to imminent, and even the Star Wars thing and all that, I feel like we're still a wave away from getting, quote-unquote, what we want out of Ubisoft if we're even going to get it. And that leaves us here with the Avatar game that I'm I'm interested in seeing what it looks like, but I, that's the type of thing where if the Avatar game was in addition to all these other things that we're like really looking forward to of what yeah. we want to see from Ubisoft, yeah. that would be like, oh, this is an exciting time. It being the biggest thing that we like are expecting to see soon like if uh, when ubisoft will be at e3 if it happens what are they going to show avatar <laughs> it's like that that's that and yeah. i'm a huge avatar fan bigger than most people i know i don't know about this game you know and like well, sure they haven't shown much about it but it's like i don't think that it's, it's going, not going to appeal to there's going to be so many people that are just going to hate on it no matter what no matter what the game is sure so that's tough, man. And then you add all this Assassin's Creed stuff. I don't know. It's interesting. Two things I want to pull from the chat that are long gone, so I'm going to paraphrase. I apologize. Parker Petrov earlier was like, you know, from the outside, it kind of looks like they could be putting all this out to bolster their numbers to try to sell. Oh, and yeah. I do think that's 100% oh, possible. Totally. You, you said in your initial uh, monologue about it, right, of like, hey, they who, who's going to sit there basically and grab the yoke and say, this is our vision. You, you have less and less faith that's going to happen. I have basically no faith that's going to happen from current leadership. I think you do need to have a shakeup. You do need to have a purchase. You do need to have somebody come in and be like, no, no, this is what we are. These are the projects we're going with. This is where we're going to march for. Yeah. And I think that would make a lot of sense in terms of riding the ship into what we want it to be or what gamers want it to be, which is a different thing. Back to that same conversation. 
it went through, and I don't remember the name. I apologize. But somebody brought up, like, what about Immortals Phoenix Rising? Uh, that was successful. That's probably getting a sequel. Someone's working on that. No. I kind of doubt I, it. I, would, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm talking out my ass and looking to my crystal ball. I would say, with the current regime and what you're seeing out of Ubisoft, absolutely not. Because when this is literally what you're seeing Ubisoft do right now, and this is not me getting on a soapbox because I actually like all this, but is what you're seeing in the movie industry, right? Where it's like, if it's not fucking superheroes, it's not clicking right now. If it's not a sequel to something, it's not clicking right now. So don't, you're seeing less and less of the big studios make the cool independent films. And that's something that I've heard said to me. I'm not the movie guy, I'm the game guy. But to come back to the game side now where I do exist, you're seeing Ubisoft bolster themselves by saying, you know what? Fuck, we need to make money. We are losing things. So a million Assassin's Creed, this Avatar project, this Star Wars project. And I do not think Immortals Phoenix Rising 2 fits in there because even if it's a quote-unquote success and it did well, it is not going to do these juggernaut numbers. And right now, as we see, uh, Squiddy Wibby says, Jeff Grubb said before an Immortals sequel is being worked. I fully believe it's being worked. We also see Ubisoft canceling shit all the time. So I don't... It's not that I'm saying... It isn't possible. This isn't me saying that it's not being worked on. I'm just saying that I would be surprised if current Ubisoft leadership, unless they figure out exactly what they're doing, and again, maybe behind the scenes, they do know what they do, they're doing or what they're going for or whatever. It's just seeing all the tea leaves, seeing all the announcements, seeing every, again, negative headline week after week doesn't give me confidence that they know what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I do think that an acquisition is inevitable at this point, and it's just a question of who's it going to be. And I think that given the state of... The industry of where we're at right now, I don't think it's going to be Microsoft because they're already dealing with a lot. Wrestling is uh, activated Blizzard thing to the ground. Uh, and then PlayStation, I don't know if they have the capital to be able to do that. Like Ubisoft, again, to for context here, huge. The amount of teams they have, worldwide studios that are working on so many different games that are gigantic teams. Ubisoft is a beast of its own compared yeah. to any other of uh, the third-party studios for sure out there. Like I would say at this point, and correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, but like, Ubisoft and its teams are rivaled essentially only by Xbox Game Studios. Sure. Because of the yeah, amount yeah, of teams yeah. they have and all of that. Like, well, yeah, but oh, let's talk about Embracer, Embracer. Tencent yeah, and everything yeah, else. But yeah. I understand the argument you're making. I'm yes, not going to stop. No, it. I guess that is that is true. But um, yeah, I, I feel like the uh, my bet would be Amazon. I think Amazon buys Ubisoft. See, I think Tencent's already got a pretty large investment. A pretty large investment in them, right? Uh, let me, uh, Washington Post from September 2022, Tencent invests $297 million into Ubisoft. Mm. Tencent has made, and I'm sorry, this is an article by Jonathan Lee. Uh, Tencent has made a $297 million investment into Assassin's Creed maker Ubisoft. Ubisoft announced Tuesday that Tencent acquired a minority stake in the Guimont Brothers Limited, the company through which Ubisoft founders have managed the greater Ubisoft Corporation. Uh, and that was obviously that's dated information in terms of where they're at now with the investment and stuff like that because I know that shit's always changing. But like, I could definitely see that being the move, right? Of yeah. They come in and get it. Yeah. You know, we joke about him. I just joked about Embracer. There's all these things that are getting bought up all the time. And what's interesting about Xbox being stalled with uh, Activision Blizzard, I think that also stalls PlayStation to a degree. Oh yeah. Because PlayStation can't in they the same. And while arguing that this is bad for business yeah. and everything else, be like, we also bought Ubisoft. We're buying Ubisoft. And like, wait, yeah. what the fuck, man? What are you? But even then, I just I don't see PlayStation buying Ubisoft. I don't either. Like, I don't, I, either. I don't think that in any world that is the move. Like for the the type of games that they make and the with what they get already from Ubisoft, I think Ubisoft being a third party benefits Sony more than them being first party. Whereas I think the opposite is true for Xbox. If Xbox could 
managed to get Ubisoft as a first-party studio, my God, I think that's totally game-changing. We are past the point already where it, it becomes unmanageable when there's so many different teams where the more things get acquired, there's those multi-year phases of like figuring out what that sure. means. And I think that Xbox has been now um, doing that for the last couple of years. So on the, uh, at least the foundation level there, I think it, it seems to be a, uh, a, a strong leadership team with a vision of like how to handle new teams coming in and what that means of keeping people on and all that. But in this like very uncertain world where every other day there's 40,000 people laid off stories. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's dire out there. Anything could freaking happen any day of the week. But I do think that it is inevitable that in the next two years, Ubisoft will be sold. Interesting. I believe it. Uh, nanobiologist wrote in the kind of funny.com slash you're wrong while we were going. He says it is in fact, Assassin's Creed infinity. Greg was right. Not mm. infinite. So there you go. Number two on the rep report, ladies and gentlemen, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet expansions have been announced. This is Ryan Dinsdale at IGN.com. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are getting major chunks of story DLC akin to that of Pokemon Sword and Shield, with the first expansion coming in fall this year. Uh, announced during February's Pokemon Presents event, the hidden treasure of Area Zero will feature two separate DLC products available to pre-order on the Nintendo eShop soon. The first will be available in fall 2023 and is called the Teal Mask, during which players will visit an area beyond the Palladia and the Palladia Paldea. Paldea region uh, called Kit. Uh, Kami. The second expansion is the Indigo Disc uh, and will be released in winter 2023 and have players attend Blueberry Academy as an exchange student. <laughs> I was like, you can look back and see me starting to bust a little bit. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm, I'm getting to the edge here of tre hidden treasure of Area Zero, Teal Mask, and then we get to Blueberry Academy. Blueberry right. Academy. Along... Along the two, alongside, sorry, the new, the two new legendary Pokemon, the spooky masked Ogre Pond and the sparkly Terrapagos. Uh, each expansion will also feature Pokemon previously unavailable in Scarlet and Violet, including Shiftry, Milot, Mil, Milotic, Ninetales, Dugong, <laughs> Metagross, and more. Barrett, when you get back in there, can I get a photo of Dugong? Because I'll tell you right now. Oh, me, bro. This man has a chance at dethroning Porygon as my favorite guy Dugong? of all time. Dugong? Yeah. Dugong? Dugong? Dude, there's some Greg Miller vibes. Dugong fucks? All right. I can, I can see you being a Pre-purchasing the hidden treasure of Area Zero DLC will also get players new outfits that are available immediately and a special uh, Hisuian uh, Zoroark. Uh, also available today is the Walking Wake and Iron Leaves Terror Raid Battles available in Scarlet and Violet, respectively. Pokemon Home Connect activity is, was also announced for Scarlet and Violet, though only a vague early 2023 date was revealed. Pokemon Go support will also be avail available today. I struck. I, I struck down. Do we have Dugong? Can I see what Dugong, Dugong, Dugong looks like? It's an evolved seal, Greg. No. It is. Yeah, seal. Kind of like Lucille from the Giants? S-E-E-L. Honestly, Dugong does kind of look like a, okay. a white naked uh, Lucille. Not going to lie. Porygon still gets the win on being cooler looking. Yeah. What does this guy evolve? When this you evolve, you change your fucking name, right? Yeah. Seal turns into Dugong. Oh, so this is, is this is what this guy evolves into. Yes. This, this fucking boring ass yeah. piece of shit isn't the first phase. It's, it's a smaller, more boring version. Yeah. Let me see him smaller. Yeah. <laughs> like, see, I mean, yeah see, Greg might be more into Seal, if I'm being honest. 
<laughs> What's the middle? What's the middle? There's no middle. There's a two. Oh, he goes from seal to dugong. Yeah, one of the the rare Before ones. I pull him up, the seal is definitely more Greg's vibe here. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> this guy parties, man. He's no Porygon, but I'll accept that. <laughs> he is no Porygon. Seal is pretty fucking dope looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's Pokemon Day 2023, Greg. Every every year they celebrate the anniversary of Pokemon first coming out in Japan. Uh, and with that comes a variety of announcements. Sometimes they're big ones, sometimes they're small ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is a small year for sure. Uh, last year we got um, the... You see, you woke up for this. Oh, yeah. Well, you yeah, were up at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. There's a live reaction you can uh, watch on YouTube.com slash games, reacting to all the, the things that they showed. Um, it's a weird one where overall it was a disappointment. Yes, but... They kind of. I'm not surprised that it was a disappointment. Sure. We knew where this was. You didn't go be. in there with your hype level off the charts. Yes. Having said that, there was a lot that I expected to be here that wasn't here, and it's just a little bit sad because like it's all gonna happen. Like it's all stuff that like it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And not getting the answer today, I'm like, ooh, it's not happening as soon, soon as I thought it gotcha. was going to. Um. So that's kind of sad. Um. And it, even talking about the DLC itself, I'm a. I'm surprised at um some of the information we got from it. Sounds great. Cool. All this. I'm I'm happy DLC is coming. We knew that. We knew it was going to happen. I wish we got a little bit more. Last time um, we got DLC for a Pokemon game with Sword and Shield, and that was the first time we ever did. Yeah. Normally, we get the yeah. third version of a game. This was the first uh, generation where it's like, no, actually, it's going to be a two-part DLC pack. Uh, one was a little smaller, and then one was like a hint more towards what would end up becoming the Scarlet and Violet type of open-world play. Okay. Um, And when they announced those, it was on if I remember correctly, on Pokemon Day, so in February, and then the first round came out in June. So it was like a pretty quick, like, actually, I think it was even March and then June. So it was real, real soon after the announcement. So for them to announce this being uh, fall and winter, I'm like, oh, that is way further out than I expected. Uh, And on top of that, I thought we would see a lot more. We didn't see any gameplay today. They just kind of top level showed a bunch of things. And like, there's interesting stuff. I'm excited to get into it. The hidden treasure of Area Zero, the Area Zero stuff in the game in Scarlet and Violet is awesome. And I love the idea of where they're going. Clearly, the first one's going to be focusing on the past. The second one's going to be focusing on the future. I love that. I think there's going to be some cool stuff there. Um, Today, there's a new raid to get some uh, new Paradox form Pokemon of uh, Suicune, which I'm really excited about. Going to have to get on that. Um, But just the way they presented it all was kind of like, all right. Like, I know the whole could have been a blog post or whatever. It's like, this is definitely one where um, all the information here, had they not even announced that they were going to do this and this video just dropped, it would have been like, all right, cool. There's a lot of information, a lot of stuff. But uh, I don't know that any of it is really like that's exciting right now. Um, going further than that, I think there was uh, a lot of expectations for updates on things that we already knew about. Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 are coming to N64 online. Woo! I can't believe we didn't get them today. I thought that was like the most slam dunk thing. <laughs> didn't even reference them. Uh, we heard about Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Go Plus Plus. I got more Pokemon news stories here. Oh, don't, okay. Don't, don't go spoiling everything. You want me to go? Oh. Oh, let's get, I'll go the rest of the way. I got go. two more for you. All right, mm-hmm. then we'll get into ads. Mm-hmm. Three. That's number three. I don't know how to pronounce three so much. Uh, Pokemon and Netflix announced Pokemon Concierge. Uh, This is Rebecca Valentine over at IGN.com. During today's Pokemon Presents, a partnership was announced between Netflix and the Pokemon Company for a brand new series, Pokemon Concierge. Uh, Thus far, we don't know many details about Pokemon Concierge. Uh, We know that it takes place at at a Pokemon resort of some sort and follows a young Pokemon Concierge, Haru, uh, and the various Pokemon that visit the resort. We also know that it will be a stop-motion series. A brief clip showed a sandy beach on and a Psyduck wandering along it. This is new. 
This is a new, original story and is being made in partnership with Dwarf Studio, which has previously worked on animations such as Monsters at Work, Trash Truck, and others. Uh, Barrett brings up uh, a great tweet from Arena. Be like, is this Pokemon White Lotus? <laughs> we can only hope. God, that'd be amazing. We can only hope. Yeah, so this um, is a mixed bag for me where I uh, look at this and I'm like, all right, cool. Not what I'd want from a Netflix Pokemon show. What um, you want? I mean, I would want the dream. I would want a Detective Pikachu world, gotcha. but having it be like an actual trainer battle story, going to the gyms, like doing all that live action, that would just be incredible. Sure. Like I mentioned on the live reacts, I would want just like one singular place where we could watch all the series and not have to like jump back and forth from Netflix to Amazon to whatever made up platform that has like, I don't know, that, that would have been cool. Pokemon TV. That's just how they do it, man. But um, I... I, this looks cool. The stop motion stuff's dope. We saw a little uh, clip of it, and it, like it looks beautiful. But it looks like the recently the uh, Studio Ghibli uh, collaborated with Lucasfilm, and they put out the Grogu short on Disney Plus. And it's like cool. This is neat, you know. But like that's what it is. It's just neat. I don't think it's going to be like. Uh, look, we're not going to be doing weekly breakdowns on screencast <gasps> for it. And I, I think that to me is the thing of like I wish that there was a Netflix Pokemon show that that was the case. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think this is exciting because they talked about this as just a project and a the beginning of a bunch of collaborations with Netflix in America. Netflix has been the home of Pokemon for the last um, couple of years um, with all the, the the anime being translated over here. We're still waiting for the World Coronation series to be fully translated. Um, and I'm excited for that, but uh, this is cool where they're making new original stuff, and that gives me hope that potentially we might get some something more akin to what I'm looking for in the future. Okay. Um, and they did mention that uh, they're going to adapt some like fan favorite storylines and things, and they they said the the manga and the Pokemon wow. Adventures manga is great. So if they do a more faithful animated version of that, I'd be there day one. Um, but again, we're talking about stuff that feels very far far out. So kind of like a, oh exciting announcement but not in the direction that i really want it to go you know what isn't far out story number four pokemon sleep is real and launching this summer this is Terrell taylor lyles at ign uh the pokemon company has finally re-revealed pokemon sleep uh, after the game fell into a slumber for almost four years announced during february's pokemon presents event pokemon sleep will officially launch this summer during the presentation we learned more about pokemon sleep including confirmation that the apple trap track your sleeping patterns and will show you different sleep styles of the many different pocket monsters you can encounter in the game. It aims to quote, turn sleeping into entertainment by having a player's time spent sleeping and the time they wake up affect the gameplay, letting players wake up with Pokemon every morning. Pokemon sleep will be available on Android and iOS when it releases. Yeah. Um, you love they, they first announced Pokemon sleep uh, and the Pokemon go plus plus device. That's actually what it's called, Greg. I vaguely remember the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. Uh, what is it exactly? They, it's it's like a Pokeball thing that like you can interact with uh, in Pokemon Sleep and in Pokemon Go. Um, but they announced this during that hilariously bad uh, Pokemon presentation with the weird music oh, um, and everything. Is kinky now. Yeah, it's getting a little weird. Um, and yeah, that was years ago. And so now they're finally talking about it. And even I like, how is this not an out to date thing? Like, it's just like, oh yeah, coming later in the summer. It's like, all right, cool. Well, because it's attached to Pokemon plus plus go plus plus. So we need that physical thing to be able to, you know, go to sleep Tim. You don't though. Like that's just like extra stuff. And that's later too. Just bizarre stuff. It's bizarre, but I get it. It's timing. You can't change the anniversary date of 
Pokemon. It's Pokemon Day. They're going to d- talk about stuff. So I, I'm not mad at them for doing this. But look at this. This shit's weird. I don't really know who this is for. But maybe it's for kids, Greg. Oftentimes when I'm like, who is this for, for Pokemon? The answer it's, is children. Yeah, they, this is a, a, a cartoon that a bunch of adults continue to care about. Like, yeah, it's going to be made for children. But but the thing is, like, I can't imagine being a kid being excited about this. Like, for sleep? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Is like, I, do, I don't get this product confuses me. But, hey. Whatever. It's okay. Um, Real quick, just, I'm sorry, too. I was DJ Mayer in the chat says, children have cell phones? That is probably the stupidest thing you could fucking write. Yes. Have you ever known? Hey, look, go look at any kid. Is it their own phone? Is they got somebody else's phone? They got a phone that isn't connected to the thing? It's just Wi-Fi? Come on, man. Yeah. So. And also, as a, as a dad, let me tell you, I love my son. It's amazing. He's, he's, sometimes I'm like, please go to bed. So if they, like, and this, he isn't even like, you know, really sentient yet really of like yeah. having interest if there is a thing that'll help kids go to bed you know what i mean like put them in there and you know gamify sleep just like they gamified brushing your teeth right isn't that a pokemon thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yeah i just don't, i just struggle to be a kid and be like you know what i'm gonna go to sleep because of this thing like i, I uh, we'll see maybe i'm wrong but rewarding don't kids get me wrong i do not think it's gonna be like like you know this well, oh my god it's setting the world on fire thing but i can see if you're super into pokemon and you need it, like, you know, you have your, you, you get in, you re, your parents read your story, they turn on your nightlight, and then they activate your little Pokemon sleep thing, so you sleep next to uh, Dugong or whatever the fuck his name is, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I see them enjoying that. Uh, not for me. Struggle to see who it's for, whatever. Sure. But what is for me is the Pokemon Trading Card Game Classic they announced, which uh, is just a super, like, a high-end premium version of the original cards, and it's, like, in this sleek little set. I'm like, you motherfuckers are targeting me. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have my money. I'm going to buy this shit. Uh, Barrett, can you, oh, you're doing this, this is great, can you throw up the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, uh, introduction video? I just want, I'm on the, I'm on GameSpot's story, I just wanted to know a little bit more. This is Patrick Finelli over there, they have it in there, you can see on YouTube too. The game will make use of the new Pokemon Go Plus Plus device, which was also unveiled in the Pokemon Presents video. Players can press a button when first going to bed, oh, this is back to talking about Pokemon Sleep, and this is the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. So is it, it's like a, okay, so it's not a Pokeball, but it looks, it's a Pokepuck. Yeah. I got to poke a puck here. Mm-hmm. God, Andrew Goldfarb's going to have 12 of these, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, we already have something like it. On the, yeah. Isn't the there like a front. wrist thing? There's like a... Like yeah. A... There's the, and that's why this is the plus version. There was like oh. the, the original. But, um, and then also when Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee came out, there, one, there was the one that was like actually a Pokeball with the analog sticks so you can play the game. Gotcha. Um, so there's just like that with some more added functionality. Like you can just walk around and hit the buttons to catch Pokemon and got you it. can change to great balls and ultra balls and stuff cool great this is fine but i'm just surprised it's not out now yeah four years ago um and i know there's a pandemic but they're talking about this in a pokemon presentation also updates on cafe uh remix and uh unite and stuff overall cool stuff but it's just uh everything we kind of expected the things that we got that were the exciting things the dlc i feel like I wasn't thrilled with the presentation of sure. and the information there and a lot of stuff we expected that isn't here now, which I'm just like, all right, cool. It's coming later. Yeah. I have a question mm-hmm. from Nathan Showket, who wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. But before I get to his poker question, I'm going to tell you about patreon.com slash kindoffunny. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunny, you can get each and every episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily ad-free. You can get dozens of exclusive monthly shows. And of course, you could get merch. You could do a whole bunch of stuff. You could watch to record the podcast live. You could just go over there and say, hey, I really appreciate you guys doing this and having coverage and doing cool stuff and give us some money and say, that's I'm, I'm chipping in. But guess mm-hmm. what? You didn't chip in today, ladies and gentlemen. So here's a word from our sponsor. 
Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit the one the only nathan showcat writes in to patreon no no i'm sorry kind of funny.com slash kfgd for free and says after seeing the lackluster pokemon direct this morning how hopeful are you for a future where we revisit the gold slash silver region again tim mm-hmm. 100 percent. i mean it's gonna happen yeah like we're it's we're we're due for it and anytime we've ever been due for something in pokemon it ends up happening so we will return to johto in some way shape or form i just pray to god that it's not in the form of the remake style that they use for brilliant diamond and shining pearl gotcha because that shit is fucking boo-boo sauce damn yeah you have opinions i appreciate i do that. i really appreciate do. that i yeah. appreciate that yeah where are we at right now you were you were trying to catch them all and then you went you're still trying to catch them all. oh yeah oh yeah still trying playing through uh let's go pikachu and eevee right now got it i'm almost done with the game then i have to catch them all it's a whole thing but all those video games are coming out greg yeah so i know a lot of video games are hard. coming out uh but it's going slow and steady been okay. playing pokemon go every day yeah got about 200 in that thing damn yeah how do you so, like it you know, it's cool. What, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but every oh. day I just catch a couple and I yeah. do like the free, like get the, get the daily stuff get every day. Get your incense and your gifts. And I, I've been, uh, Are you sending stuff to Goldfarb? Is he sending stuff to you? That's the thing. I, I don't know about any of that. What? So I've been talking to Goldfarb. I'm like, hey, we need to set up a little lunch date so you can explain to me how to play this game. Because gotcha. like, I, I got the catching down. I got some of the things down. But there's a lot in Pokemon Go at this point. I'm like, I, I need, I need uh, uh, a Sherpa. We were walking uh, Benny around yesterday, uh, and some kids were running around playing it, and we ran into them hours later still playing it. I was like, damn, I re-downloaded it. Yeah. Went in there. Me and G got gifts. Some... Hit my Pokestops. It's great. Me and you went to get some uh, pancakes at the Millbury Pancake House. Oh, it was yeah. great. It was fantastic this weekend. And uh, I was playing a little bit. I look over and I saw some other guy playing. And I was like, whoa, hey. And we like made eye contact. And then I saw that there was like some new feature to me. It's probably been there for years where if you go, you can scan specific things. And I was like, oh, that's across the street. I was like, gee, we got to do it. And she was like, all right, cool. We walk across the street. The guy from earlier <laughs> was there too. And I'm like, this is awesome. Pokemon what a world. So cool. Here Pokemon we are. So cool. 2023 still dealing with this. I do want to show you something, Greg, uh, real quick. Um, can you please bring it up, Barrett? Because we saw this and you have to too. Okay. They um, had this oh. animatronic Pikachu just sitting next to him that would just randomly talk. Oh, okay. And the the way that it Are they sounded, selling it yet or no? No. Okay. It's just, it was just there. They never referenced it. Okay. He never interacted with it. It was just there the whole time, and it would just move and do weird things, and it is the creepiest thing ever. I thought it looked cute. But I'm hoping we get uh, a Megan Pokemon Netflix movie. You know? Is that his voice? Yep. <laughs> like, terrifying, right? I, I, I mean, as, a, as somebody who loved his Teddy Ruxpin, I thought it looked pretty dope. <laughs> Number five and final on the Roper Report for the day. Starfield Showcase rumored to be announced this week. This is Alessandro, uh, no, uh, Alessio uh, Palumbo over at WCCF Tech. The wait 
for the Starfield gameplay showcases date could end shortly, according to the latest rumors. On Friday, Andy Robinson from Video Games Chronicle tweeted that the announcement was due shortly. During the latest Xbox Two podcast episode, Jez Corden from Windows Central added that the showcase would be announced this week. They didn't say anything about the actual date, but it stands to reason that the Starfield gameplay showcase may happen sometime in March. Likely, the event will also include the new release date for Bethesda's Space Epic. Let's Sounds go. about right. Let's go. You know, I feel like we got the the Xbox. I forget what they called it, but yeah, uh, no, it was the uh, Xbox Dev underscore something or other. There was dev an underscore underscore Dev underscore Maybe. showcase Dev developer underscore showcase. And you know that had uh, deep dives into a couple of the upcoming titles. That was they're very surprise. clear. Starfield won't be there. It'll exactly. get its own thing. No Starfield. It'll be its own thing. We got Hi-Fi Rush there. So I feel like it was a matter of time before we actually got this. And I mean, the release date is um, exciting. Right, like, yeah, like, right. like the the placement of all this is uh, coming together. Uh, yeah, I imagine this is imminent within the next week or two. I I think that they will announce it, and then we'll be here reacting. How do you to think it. it'll be? How do you think Starfield's going to do? At Not the end of like the day, or just wise. just like, this thing? Like no, no. At the end of the day, like what? I don't know, man. I, I I I think that it's in such a complicated position where it feels like the type of game that, like, without it even being out. I feel like it's already going to be a split thing of people are going to rock for it harder than they they should, and people sure. are going to hate on it more than they should based on expectations. Like it's just it put in that rock and hard place position of being a Bethesda game, but also now being a Xbox first party game. So sure. it's like there's the double expectations of it being a follow up to Fallout Four in a lot of ways, being a follow up to Fallout and Skyrim in terms of Bethesda's lineage. So there's those expectations. Sure, but then there's also oh man. This is Xbox's big game of 2023. On top of that, it's Xbox's big game of the last couple of years, the next couple of years. Like, this is a big one. So, Mike think, Howard says this has to be a game of the generation. It, I mean, it does, you know, and we've said before things about Xbox games like Halo that it has to be this, has to be that. And then when it wasn't those things, guess what? Puts Xbox in a, in a compromising position. So I'm hopeful. I hope this is what everybody wants it to be. Same. You know, I think it's, you know, not foolish, but. It's hard to bet against Bethesda and Todd Howard. Uh, such talented developers, such great visions, so many great games under their belt. But my problem is looking at it, I just don't look at that trailer and go, holy shit. This is, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, and I don't know why. I don't have that great answer for why. I look at it and I, is, is it that it just looks too much like, oh, it's a space game. Like, you know, like No Man's Sky, I look at the trailers and, it, you know, it's gorgeous vistas and colors and different worlds and you really get, that look like, looks so brown and of course fallout an incredibly brown game but fallout is living in the ruins of the world we currently know so there's some Fallout was to also it. 20 2000 something out, sure, right? sure, like, sure, we're sure, in sure, a different sure, place sure, sure, sure. i don't know like i you say that bethesda and todd howard are making a new open world rpg and i'm like i will be there day one to try it and play it and see it but i look at it and i'm just like i don't know man like something about it just doesn't hit for me and it, like in terms of i can't wait for this fucking thing yeah yeah, I, I feel like, you know, they we haven't really seen too much, so this showcase might be that thing that convinces Hopefully, yeah, you, it would be the uh, one of like, like, oh, this, this is it, this is yeah, it. Yeah, this, this is it. For them, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful for them, I, and I think that we'll get this very soon. Well, very soon isn't today, Tim. If mm -hmm. I wanted to know what came to the mom and grop shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Anemio Chapter 1 on PC. We'll keep going. New dates for you. 
If you want something in the open world, spacey world uh, now, or soon, I should say, uh, the Outer Worlds Spacer's Choice Edition will launch March 7th for Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and PC. That's, of course, Outer Worlds and all its DLC, I believe. Uh, Vanarist Tactics is coming to Xbox and Nintendo Switch on March 2nd. We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, we have two, we have three. It was Xbox developer underscore direct. Thank you to everyone who wrote in with that one. Then we have two that piggyback off each other. Nano writes in and says, the Pokemon Sword and Shield DLCs were announced during the Pokemon Direct on January 9th, 2020, not Pokemon Presents. Pokemon Presents actually started June 17th, 2020. God bless Nintendo and Pokemon. Then Jordan Deeb writes in and says, the Sword and Shield DLCs, the Isle of Armor, launched on June 17th, 2020. And the second, the, the Crown of Tundra, was October 22nd, 2020. Thank you for your corrections. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we couldn't do without you because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, of course, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Then tune in to watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, if you're watching live, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong when we mess up. Of course, if you want to go the extra mile, patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you get the shows ad free you can get dozens of bonus content each and every month where you can get merch where you can watch us usually record the podcast live unless there's some kind of embargo because it's review season and all sorts of stuff's happening over there on patreon that we need your support for so please patreon.com slash kind of funny however if you have no bucks toss our way it's no big deal you can support us for free on the epic game store with the creator code kind of funny or on your playstation switch xbox wherever you can play an epic game that uses the store pop in the code kind of funny and then of course get the show for free with ads youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe speaking of youtube.com slash kind of funny games there is about to be a brand new world premiere event for the blessing show even if you're listening or watching later please go to youtube.com slash kind of funny games check out the new episode of the blessing show we are very proud of it it took a lot of work and we'd love for you to go watch it uh speaking of blessing tomorrow mm -hmm. tim and yep. blessing will be hosting this show wednesday blessing and me will be hosting the show thursday me and tim friday me and tim hell yeah if you're watching live like i said New episode of the kind of the blessing show, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Then of course the boys will be streaming something. Hang yeah. out twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Having a great time. Speaking of the blessing show, so it's gonna it's gonna be live on youtube.com slash kind of funny games at eleven a.m. just a few short minutes from now. We'll also be playing it live on Twitch. But if you watch on Twitch, please go over to the YouTube and give it the view. We'd really appreciate it. We want everybody to be here, be able to watch together and not interrupt you. But we're trying to get them views. So please go over there, share it with your friends, all of that stuff. Uh, we're treating this like a big deal because it is a big deal. It us. is a big deal. We worked deal. really hard on it, and um, we're very, very excited for you guys all to see it. Um, I think that this is a a prime, if not the most prime, example of the uh, vision that we've had for the spare bedroom coming sure. come to to reality so far. Um, just the beginning, everybody. But it's uh, it's really good. It's really cool, and I'm excited for everyone to hang out. Just seven minutes away on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, ladies and gentlemen. But until next time. It's been our pleasure to serve you.